Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am with my new friend, Sam Kelly, a fierce athlete. I'm so happy that she's here. We're going to talk all about women in sports and what Fierce Athlete is doing to just really bolster that conversation. And I'm just really excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. So, in the air of transparency, I would have shared this before we started recording, but you know, why not be transparent with everyone? I used to be really sporty. Well, no, maybe sporty is maybe sporty is a feeling. You know, I feel that way, but I used to be more actively in sports when I was in high school and college. And then afterwards, I think I played one volleyball game when I was 26 and I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> but I love women in sports. I love women that are that move and move their bodies. And I just think that's such a cool thing. And I love watching competitions with women. My younger sister played soccer, competitive soccer, all throughout college. And then my older sister is a sergeant major in the army, but she also plays sports like all the time. So, and then everyone in my family were from the Caribbean. So like cricket is the name of the game. So sports all the time, everywhere. I think I just must have liked miss that ride or that like I must have not taken that class between one age and one age. I think I just missed it. But I love everything about sports and I love the competitive nature. I love the like community. It's just like so, so cool. But I think conversations surrounding women in sports are either not great or just not happening. So I am excited to just hear everything that you have going. But first, before I launch into that, I would love for you to just share a little bit about yourself for all of our listeners. Sure. Yeah. So as you said, my name is Sam Kelly, currently live outside of Philadelphia. But, you know, it's funny that you say you like sports and maybe you don't work out as much anymore. My philosophy is once an athlete, always an athlete, right? You've been endowed with a gift from the Lord that you have an athletic talent. You enjoy playing sports. You might not be in shape anymore. As we all know, we wane in and out of shape. I still try to keep competitive in a couple different sports, but not always in the best shape. But yeah, I would say, you know, first and foremost, I'm a daughter of God, but I have been blessed with the, the gift of my athleticism. Um, so I did play Division One soccer at the University of Connecticut and had a reversion back to the faith while in college. And that kind of sent me on a trajectory of really looking at in my own life and in the lives of others, the, in, the integration, which I think is very natural mm. between faith and sport. That led me on to be a missionary for a number of years and then eventually, yeah, launching Fierce Athlete for specifically women. And I'm sure we'll talk about why, but Basically, I saw a need. I saw a gap. I saw a lot of athlete organizations out there that were doing incredible things, but weren't speaking into the woman's heart as I as I had needed. Mm. And as I saw so many of the women that I was continuing to work with needed. And so Fierce Athlete was born. Wow. Well, thank you for responding to God's promptings on your heart. That is big moves. I would love to hear just a little bit about like what happened. I mean, college is such an insane time to just be a person. And I, I went to a small Catholic college. So, I mean, there wasn't, it it wasn't much controversy happening there, but you know, and my faith at that point was like pretty rooted, but I would love to just hear about you and like what happened between, you know, high school, being young, being in college, like, coming back to the Lord and allowing him to work on you in this way. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it all comes down to identity. So I grew up Catholic, just a you know, pretty faithful family. But I viewed my Catholic identity, my faith as something I did, not necessarily as as who I was. Mm. It was on the list of things that made me a good person. But if you had asked me who I was in high school, I was an athlete. I actually just got inducted into my high school hall of fame, which a lot of people are making a big deal about. And for me, it's like, it's what I did in high school. You know, like that's not me. It's mm. a beaut- it was a beautiful gift. But yeah. I was like a nine-time state champion in high school, so very blessed, my athletic talent, but that's who I was. Hmm. Until my senior year of high school, I blew out my knee really bad. They told me I'd never play again. I needed 13, I needed 13 surgeries. I needed three surgeries, and it was 13 months before I stepped foot on the soccer field. So I showed up to UConn, sit in the bench and injured, you know? So there was just this radical identity crisis that I think a lot of young people go through, right? When whatever they're good at, in, in this overly productive society that we live in, where we're identified by what we do, when that thing is taken away, we don't know who we are. And I had that, I had that happen. And so I began a search and that search led me to some unhealthy places amidst the, the very toxic sports culture. It's a very play hard, party hard, high, high pressure environment. And um, I was miserable. So my junior year, the Lord moves mountains for me. My junior year on a whim, actually to escape preseason, I went to mass Mm. and I was the only student there because it's early August and just the athletes were on campus. I I met a missionary. It was their first day ever on campus. Focus, you've probably heard of them. And I was the first student they ever met. Go figure. Uh, The missionary's name was Angel. Go figure. Mm. (laughs) I hated her at first because she was so joyful. Mm. But I went back to Mass the next week because I wanted to see her again. And that kind of began a new trajectory in my life of beginning to search for God and joining a Bible study and getting punked into going to a conference and having an honest confession and then having a radical, radical, radical encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist. And the athlete mentality, I think for a lot of us is I'm all in. If I'm going to commit to something, I'm all in. Mm. And when I found Jesus... It was like, this is true. This is real. This is where joy is. And I'm just loved because of his daughter. I'm all in. And that that then sent the, my life on that trajectory of them becoming a missionary and just a heart that desires to share that love with other women like me. This episode of Ave Spotlight is brought to you by Sock Religious. It all started with a conversation about donut socks. I can wear socks for National Donut Day. How cool would it be if I could wear saint socks on a saint's feast day? Said Sock Religious's co-founder, Scott Williams. Five years later, Sock Religious is a rapidly growing company that makes not only socks, but t-shirts, stickers, onesies, and coffee mugs. Their flagship product, Socks, come in a variety of sizes and styles, including my favorite, St. Josephine, Bikita, from one size fits most to kid sizes, extra large for those with extra large feet, and no-show styles. There's a sock that can fit in anyone's sock drawer. If you appreciate good Catholic humor and puns, check out their t-shirts featuring saints and fun punny phrases like, never go without your wingman with an angel St. Michael on it. Sock Religious products make the perfect gift for birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, first communions, confirmations, Christmas, and just, you know, everything that you can imagine. Head on over to SockReligious.com and check it out. 
Use the code AVESPOTLIGHT15 for 15% off of your order. God bless. I respect what you were saying about when you do something for a long time and then you're not doing that thing. There's this moment of like, who am I? You're so like closely enmeshed in like exactly what you produce, but not who you are. Like outside of production, there's almost this loss of personhood. It's like, I don't know what I am if I'm not making something or doing something or contributing in some way. And we almost lose the idea that we contribute just by existing and being Mm -hmm. loved. And it's like, that's nuts to think about. So, I mean, obviously, by the virtue of you being a woman, you have quite a heart for women and, you know, contributing to conversations about our involvement in different things and et cetera. And so, you know, usually when you hear, like I was talking with a friend the other day, And he was saying, you know, usually when you hear about competitive sports, women don't exactly come to mind. And he was he was saying, like, you know, if you're talking about basketball or soccer or, you know, volleyball or whatever it is, he's like, you know, it kind of seems second tier, like women seem like a second tier involvement. And he was like, I'm curious as to why that is, because they work just as hard. They practice just as hard. They play just as hard. And, you know, and. And I'd just be curious about like, why then did you start your organization? Did you feel like there was, you know, that same conversation happening? Did you feel like there was a gap there? And what kind of space did you, do you feel like you're filling? Mm, Yeah, sure. You know, and that often is the conversation and in some regards it's good. And in some regards it kind of annoys me because you're right. Like there is a disparity and I think one that's not fair in a lot of regards. And the roots of that go back to, you know, sexism and and just the the later development of female dignity in sport and the reality of women in sport opportunity. You know, you look at everything that's happened in the last 50 years since Title IX. That's a whole nother conversation. Mm, yeah. No, that's a word, though. But at the same time, you know, I love to just drop little nuggets. No, no, I love that. I was like, about no, that just think about word. that one. If you we got had actually, 40 more minutes, I would be like, let's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to give a plug. I wasn't intending to do this. I have a podcast too, Fierce mm. Athlete Podcast. We have a whole episode on it. Check it oh, out. Yes. But at the same time, a problem with our society is we compare men and women when we are, we're equal in dignity, but we're different. Mm. And like, that's so good. And, and I think I recognize that I recognize like as a woman, you know, what the feminist movement did in a lot in negative regards is it made women feel like they had to be better than men at men's roles. Mm. Lead like men, compete like men. And, and the reality is, is we're different and we're called to be women and we're called to be fierce and we're called to be strong and we're called to be competitive, but we're also tender and we're, we're loving and we're, other oriented that's why women's sports is more team oriented Mm. so in a sense it's like comparing apples and oranges a little bit however what i what i realized is when i was looking around and they'll admit it they have admitted it to me a lot of the christian catholic athlete organizations were male dominant Mm. very male-led and very generic in its messaging and when i looked at women and i saw the struggles of identity and confidence and body image and promiscuity and all the things that these women were dealing with very silently. Nobody was talking about them. And my heart broke because what I had wished is that somebody had talked to me about those things and given me a proper 
view of what it means to be a fierce, competitive woman of faith. And so, yeah, I, I did start fierce very specifically for women. And we're not anti-man at all. I love men. I love speaking to men. I love bringing men in. But we 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 speak to the woman's heart because it is different. And it is, I am a woman. So that so it's a beautiful sharing of hearts in that regard, I would say. Hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. What a word. And and it's interesting because, you know, we've had people on the podcast where we've spoken about, you know, different things and and it's a good conversation about because you are working towards something, it doesn't mean that necessarily that you're anti something else. So that's even a good note of like, it's, you know, particular spaces saying I am speaking to the woman's heart doesn't mean that you don't want to invite men into the conversation. So in what ways, you know, have you encountered just as a female athlete, like conversations with and your male peers, like about, you know, how sport is done, like, and how women can contribute to that cult, to that broader culture to where it's not just like, oh, yes, this is a female volleyball game that's on and we have to go to like seven different channels. It's not on the main network, but like <laughs> how, how do you kind of invite men into the conversation about like why we should be involved in just general culture and why our contributions are important. Yeah. I mean, on a fundamental level, it's, it's because we complement one another. I mean, we've been designed to mirror God in his Trinitarian love and our complementarity is male and female, like period mm. on a more practical level. I love actually, I love speaking to men mm. because sometimes I find that they actually listen and respect me more. Mm. It's very interesting. I think men are are hungry for a woman to call them higher in in some regards. I've that's just been my experience as I'm out speaking in different schools and to different groups. I think there is also this really beautiful movement kind of in the in this broader secular culture of men supporting women's sports. And that's the root of wives and them now having daughters who are athletic. That's the root of just friendships, right? I think one of the beautiful things about being a college athlete is you're friends with other athletes and you support mm. each other. And there's a movement, I think, because of that to recognize and support women's sports. I mean, it's obviously not at the same level when we talk about fandom, but I mean, you mentioned volleyball. You know, I was at the the women's final four. One of the girls I work with was playing. I mean, the thing was sold out and it was I'm on saying. ESPN. And, you know, there are record crowds this year you hearing across the nation for different games. And so, yeah, I think fans, men, they are recognizing more and more just, yeah, the women's game is 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 beautiful and it's it's different. But women are competitive and they are fun to watch and so it, I think it's, yeah, things are positive in that regard. I love that. I love to hear that. And because me being outside of the sports world directly, it's nice to hear that there's like positive movement happening. That's so great. And I'm happy that you can speak a word to different people. You have such a gift. And I think that that's really cool. And I will definitely absorb what you're saying and share with my friends that I am sporty at heart. So that's all that matters. <laughs> Even when they like will be playing like basketball games for fun. And they're like, why doesn't Chanel just bring the orange slices? I'm going to say, absolutely not. I would like to play maybe just <laughs> yeah. for 15 minutes, but I would like to play. <laughs> there you go. Yes. So thank you so much. But I, so at the end of each podcast, we ask each guest about something that gives them hope. 
So it can be something in the future. It can be something that has recently happened. But if you need some time to think about it, I can go first or you can go. How are you feeling? Uh, why don't you go? Okay. Okay. So something that has given me hope lately, I have been one of my good friends. She is the mother of my goddaughter. My goddaughter's four and she is awesome and so precocious and like inquisitive and just like a really cool girl. And Noelle is getting really into just like being involved in different activities. So right now it's, it's like horses, ballet, like just everything. And I'm just so excited for her. And it's just so fun watching her explore different things she thinks she can't do and just learning about how she can do them. And the other day she came to swim and she like jumped in the pool by herself with her floaties on, but just like, she was so proud of herself. And Mm -hmm. I, it's just so fun to like watch her be brave and enjoy her life. And I just, it gives me hope for her future. And just like, I don't know, just the future of young women to be able to say like, oh, I can try things. I can do things. And there's no one in her circle that is saying she can't. And it's just a different dynamic than when I was younger and there were like much more limitations. So I was really happy and hopeful to see that. Hmm. Yeah. And hopefully that's a reminder to you. Like as you're describing her, I'm thinking of my three-year-old niece who's the same. Mm. And it, it like, it reminds me that I should approach life with like that much inhibition, like just, and with that much innocence and playfulness. Mm. Like I should dress up as, her favorite, you know, Disney princess and go to the library because she does that, you know, like, okay, maybe not that, but just that, that, that childlike heart. So I'm like seconding your hope. Yeah, no, that's a word though. It is. It's like that childlike heart, that innocence. Sometimes Noelle, she'll just be like, do you want to like, she'll ask me if I want to do Play-Doh with her. And I'm like, absolutely. There's nothing more that I would like to do. And we'll sit Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, I don't know how to do it. And she's like, oh, no problem. I'll show you. No worries. Like I got, (laughs) but it's like the kind of confidence of like, oh, no problem. Like just add the glitter. No problem. You press the mold. My Little Pony has braided styles you can choose from. Like it's cool and just so confident and like little and everything Mm -hmm. is just pure. Like everything is just fun. You have no no mind for conflict. Everything is just like exactly what it is. And I think that's why even organizations like yours are so important because it's like gone are the days where we need to speak to young people and say like, there are things that you, you know, there are so many limitations and boundaries and things that you shouldn't try or do. But it's like, no, why? I don't, it's just like wild to think that there was a time in my life where I didn't think like that. And when I see Noel and my four-year-old nephew, I'm like, oh, there was a time in my life where I didn't think like that. And mm-hmm. I was just so ready to have fun and like dance in the middle of a park and just, I don't know. It's just like such a fun time to be alive. So definitely a reminder for all of us to just kind of immerse mm-hmm. ourselves in that like childlike innocence of just being present, even playing a game. There's so many times where I'll want to play sports with a friend I have a dear friend who plays football like religiously and he'll invite me to like throw a football. And there would be many times where I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed (laughs) because I don't know if I'm like doing it right or if this is a bad throw or but like it's a reminder to just not 
be in that moment and just be like, mm. you know what? At the end of the day, like, who really cares? Because if you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself, like, it doesn't matter. So it is definitely a word. We can learn from kids. They're the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, they are the best. But we are so grateful that you were able to speak with us. And I'd love to know where we can find more information about what you're doing. We'll put everything in the show notes. So information about your podcast, your organization, everything. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Fierce.org. You'll find Fierce Athlete there. We have a new branch. We're launching Fierce Coach for coaches. I am also about to release a book. So check that out. And then, yeah, you'll have access to our podcast there. So if you are athletic, are an athlete, know any female athletes, just our, our goal is to help them. So please just share our resources with them. Absolutely. I absolutely will do. And we will put everything in our show notes so all of our listeners can check that out. But again, Sam, we're so grateful that you spoke with us today. And I'm looking so forward to everyone hearing this episode. Thanks so much. Thank you guys for listening and thank you so much to Sam for being on our show today. Fierce Athlete is such a gift and I wish I would have had it around when I was um, a younger athlete back in my heyday, but I would encourage all of you women listening, if you know a female athlete or you are one yourself to check them out, they're super, super cool and we are really blessed to have them on the show today. I'm looking forward to speaking with y'all on our next episode. In the meantime, please pray for me. I'll be praying for you. God bless. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.